Hello and welcome to episode 129 of Water Hockey, where we chat all things Texas and this week, Ilvis Hockey, as we will be joined by another guest from Tempera, Finland. But before we bring him on, you know the drill. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, all at Water Hockey. And please, for the love of Pete, go share some love to all of our writers over on the Water Hockey website, waterhockey.com. We are super excited to have that up and running just in time for the upcoming season. So make sure to head over to wadahockey.com, interact with the writers, ask them questions about their articles, check it out. We hope to be adding a lot more to that website here in the coming weeks and months as the season progresses. Really, we're just ready to get to the season period. Uh, For now, we are excited to bring more Texas and Ilvis updates to you as the regular season does approach. Ilvis is currently underway with play in the championship hockey league or excuse me, championship league hockey CHL. Yeah, that sounds right. As they are currently undefeated and begin league play in Liga today, as of recording this intro with a four to three victory over Podiasat. And then for all of our stars fans, Texas stars fans, Dallas stars fans, don't you worry. Training camp is right around the corner and we will be following and diving into all things Dallas and Texas stars and what's to come with the expectations, predictions, and storylines, as well as the Allen Americans, as we have continued to bring you some awesome interviews with a lot of their roster that's already been announced, and hopefully more of the roster that is announced in the very near future. Uh, But for now, if you're looking to replace your moldy old hockey bag with a broken zipper, check out conwayandbanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include removable organizers to keep your gear organized, and keeps everything dry with waterproof materials and giant vents. Jason's favorite feature, it's mine too, is the built-in foot mat that keeps your feet dry in those wet locker rooms. Comes in three different sizes with five different color patterns, so you're going to be sure to find the one that you love. Get 10% off using code WADAHOCKEY10 and get your gear to the rink in... This is for everybody because it's just me today. Sauce Toss is the game of the summer. Even though I think we've uh, I think we've escaped. I think we've made it out of the summer. Praise be. Golly, it sure does feel good to not go outside and feel like you're being attacked by the giant flaming ball of fire in the sky. But if you're looking for a way to spend time outside now that it's bearable, head over to saucetoss.com and use promo code WANASAUCE10% off your entire order. Again, that's WANASAUCE for 10% off your entire order. Hashtag bags for beauties. Uh, I got to give a huge shout out once again to Third Line Draft. I was able to experience one of the draft parties just a couple of weekends ago at the Nitex Events Center in North Richland Hills. It was an absolute blast. Uh, Randy and the entire crew do a fantastic job of putting everything together. They welcome all skill levels, male, female. It doesn't matter if you've been playing one week, one day, one month, one year, one lifetime. Third Line Draft is a place to go and have a couple beers, talk with some like-minded people, make some new friends, and get some awesome pictures, player cards, 
and just have a great time all weekend long. They're doing trips to Scotland. They've done trips to Las Vegas. They won, had one down here in Dallas, like I just said. They go all over. So if you've got a destination that you want to go visit and play some hockey at the same time, probably don't fly spirit on that one, folks, because your sticks are going to turn into pieces of carbon fiber and all kinds of materials that are used in sticks these days. Head over to thirdlinedraft.com. Again, draft is spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T, thirdlinedraft.com, and get signed up today. Last but certainly not least, play every day with nice mitts. That's with two T's, by the way, N-I-C-E-M-I-T-T-S. The perfect fit beyond the rink with athleisure meeting hockey. Nice mitts brings players a complete lineup of hockey athleisure apparel and ultralight pro-level gloves. Speaking of, introducing the Pro Series mitts designed for players who want to Pro-level protection and the ability to feel the puck like never before. The PSM gloves are the first hockey gloves that are machine wash friendly. Now your gloves will stay fresh and look new for every shift. Check them out at nicemitts.com and score 10% off at checkout with Wada Hockey 10. All right, up next, a former Texas star. So there is a Texas tie. All the Texas hockey podcast, true to form faithfuls. Don't you worry. We dive into his time with the Texas stars. You saw the viral clip of the linesman saying, don't let me down. And the Texas star in the penalty box saying, talk to him and then bolting onto the ice for one of the most spirited tilts of that season. Well, guess what? We've got him here on the podcast. Jeremy Gregoire currently with Ilvis over in Tempera sat down with us just about a week ago, leading into a couple more games before we have this coming out. Uh, I believe we're going to do Thursday. That would be September 14th. And I just want to say this was an awesome interview and awesome time. So I hope you guys enjoy. I will be back right after the interview to say thanks and goodbye. So hockey has a wild way of working out and this instance is no exception. It's no secret that we are large supporters of Ilvis when it comes to Liga Hockey and have been fortunate enough to have a few of their players, former and current, on the podcast over the years. So, you know, why not add one more to the list? A former draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens in the 2013 NHL entry draft. He's played over 380 games in the AHL with St. John's Ice Caps, Laval Rocket. Tucson Roadrunners, and the most recently Texas Stars, and currently suits up for the one and only Ilvis. And for the first time ever, we are recording on a birthday. So happy birthday. Welcome to the podcast, Jeremy Gregoire. How are you, sir? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'm doing good. Thanks. Yeah, so we were just kind of chatting about what you had going on before your, uh, before we, we had you on, and you saw a Finnish baseball game. So, yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, my mind is still blown by it. <laughs> first time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So explain time. explain a little bit. Like, is it basically the same rules, or is it just like a completely different game? Uh, it's completely different. So the the team at bat just lines up behind the, uh, the 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 home plate. So everybody's cheering for their own guy hitting, but the pitcher <laughs> is beside the guy hitting. So he basically just puts lobs it in the air and then the guy obviously hits it because it's an easy ball but then there's no fences around so as soon as it's in play the guy could hit it like bounce in play and then roll straight to the woods and the (laughs) defensive player would just run in the middle of the woods and try to chuck it and honestly like and the other thing 
it's not three base. It is three bases, but they, they run in diagonal. What? Yeah, so they would start on the left, let's say on the third base, and then cross to the first base, which would be their second base, and come back to the third base. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a type finish baseball on YouTube. It's it's worth the watch. It sounds okay. chaotic. Yeah. It is very chaotic. I was with a couple of my, my Finnish teammates, and they were trying to explain it to me. But uh, a couple of things got lost in translation. That's for sure. I'd say I understand like 70% of the rules. I was able to clap <laughs> at the right time. So that was a win. For me. That's all. That's all you need. As long as you can cheer at the right time, then that's oh, all you need. For sure, for sure. I would be looking around for when other people start cheering. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Just, just nod with everybody else. Well, so this, this, uh, this stint in uh, Tempera is not your first experience playing overseas. Um, as you spent the previous season playing in Austria with Vienna Capitals, but it is your first professional season with Ilvis. Uh, how has the adjustment been for you kind of being over there? Like you said, being with your teammates, maybe getting a little lost in translation here or there. What's the experience been like for you with Ilvis so far? It's been awesome, but it's been very much eye opening. First day at camp, uh, we all go up. I meet my teammates and we got this uh, this meeting with the, the whole team, the, old, the whole organization. And the coaches is speaking Finnish for 15 minutes, talking about the team and all that. And I was like, oh, I am not understanding anything that's going on here. <laughs> like, that's going to be an adjustment. And then first practice, he comes in, he, he explains practice, explains drills, and it's all in Finnish. So I got the guy beside me just talking over him, like almost the same tone. So he's trying to tell me what we're doing. And then in the back of the room, we got some Czech guys. So somebody else is translating. And on the other side, there's another English guy. So he's, he's getting, so four people are talking at the same time, just mumbling and on top of each other. And I was like, oh, I just need to focus. And then I'll just go in the back of the line and I'll know what I'm doing next. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, as far as like the on ice, was your time with uh, Vienna, was it the same size rink that is in Finland uh, as far as Liga goes? Yeah, same size rink. I would say Finland has their own uh, rink size for every city. So it's the, the right. rinks are smaller. There are more like uh, North America. So it wasn't, much of the ring size it was more the it, it well it still is i'm still adjusting i would say it's the the pace of play like the, the way they practice and it's it's very special to see that because finland is not a big country when you think about it there's like six million people but they yeah. have really good hockey players like I, if i compare it to, to quebec where i'm from we're like nine millions but these guys are six and they have their own league they have some great players and all the levels like AHL, NHL, they have like so it's pretty amazing to see to see them play actually. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that Elvis is currently kind of in the midst of the first few matches inside the CHL, the Champions Hockey League. Um, have you had to make any adjustments on ice to adapt to like the Elvis style of play as opposed to when you played here? Yeah, well, when they when they signed me, the GM really told me to bring my defensive game. I was going to be used as a a good uh, penalty kill player, like a good uh, locker room guy. So my, my game hasn't changed that much, but it's yeah. really like adjusting my, my pace of play has been, really been different. And uh, we just played Bolzano, which was a really good team in my previous mm -hmm. league against Vienna. Like we, we lost against them in the, in the semis and it wasn't even close, but then we, we start the game against Bolzano and I haven't even stepped on the ice and it's two nothing for us. And oh, the plays are guys. Yeah. The plays are guys we're making like, the rushes, the shots we were taking. It's it's probably the only the the one time in my life I was sitting on a bench and being like, 
whoa, okay, these guys are legit. Like guys are like pretty really fast. Yeah, it's really fast. So no, I've been bunding in pretty well, but I'm trying to take as much as I can, like on their their speed, their passing, the way they practice. And I feel it's gonna be a huge improvement for my game as well. Yeah, Fink yeah. and I want so badly to be able to get over there to catch a game. Like the, the style of play is so different from what you see here. Yeah. Yeah, our practices it's, it's, are I'd say our practices are like 75% just line rushes, like five on two and like full ice. And we practice twice a day during training camp. We work hard hard. And it's really in my style, I would say, because I'm a hardworking player and I knew coming in, like uh, we'll probably touch about that, but my brother plays played in the league for a long time too. So I knew what mm -hmm. to expect, but it's it's a whole new dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, I've, it's funny that you say that because the next question we had lined up is, uh, yeah, uh, you know, take us back to kind of the beginnings for you um, as you were born into a very hockey-centric family and your father was a hockey player and a coach. Your brother, like you just mentioned, also plays and played in Liga for a while uh, with Luca. I think it's Rama, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, was there a definitive yeah. moment where you knew that you wanted to be a hockey player or was it just kind of like you were born and you're like, okay, I'm a hockey player. Everybody else is a hockey player. I, I, you know, I was born in Quebec, so this is, <laughs> this is my life. Yeah, it was, that's a really good question. Actually, I started to play hockey in Texas. So my, my first, uh, organized hockey league was in Texas, uh, Abilene, Texas. My okay. dad was playing there for the aviators in the 99 and 2000. I think the team, uh, unfortunately folded uh in 2000s in 2000 but uh yeah so in my, my first season i was five six years old and in back in those days in abilene i don't know how the hockey programs are now but they didn't have many kids playing no. so you would play not in your age group you would play with whoever started playing so year one of hockey year two year three year four yeah so right. i would be five and six five or six and I would play against kids that were like 12 or 13 just starting to play so like the, the gap the gap in size is just massive so I spent the whole season my first season I did not touch the puck like I, <laughs> I'm serious I did not touch the puck but I still love the game but I remember in my head I scored a goal in practice probably because nobody was looking and I look at my dad and he's standing like yeah I made it like I scored a goal in practice my first season so I, uh, th but that was fun. Those are, those were nice memories. And my, my father always been a, a hockey player. Now he's, now he's a coach in uh, Bay Como coach and GM in uh, the CHL, the Quebec league. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my brother plays hockey. So, uh, you guys know what we, we talk about around the dining table when we come back in the summer. Oh, I can only yeah. imagine. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, uh, Shannon's a hockey mom. Hockey moms are extremely special. Um, yes, we are. You know, <laughs> How how was it for her? Because obviously, you know, as a as a as a mom, you kind of want to have something to relate with. But the kids are all coming in in the you know your dad, your husband, like it's hockey, hockey, hockey. How was it for her? Like I'm sure she had a lot of trips to the rink, and then obviously moving down to Texas, like you said, uh, to play professionally here. You know, what was it like kind of growing up in that family style, and what was it like traveling a lot as a kid? Yeah, she's a she's a fan. She's a she, she was a great mom for us. She still is, but she's a real hockey mom. I remember our junior days. I was 19 and I was playing for Bay Como. My brother was 16. He was playing for Sherbrooke, living at home in a bullet. And my dad was coaching uh, Acadie Bathurst in, uh, in New Brunswick. So she had the three hats lined up in the house. <laughs> whoever would come to Sherbrooke to play the Phoenix, like she would wear the hat and uh, <laughs> she, was, yeah, she was always great to us. And my dad being on the road a lot, she would uh, like take her time off. She's a teacher. So she would uh, make us learn everything we had. And at home, 
hockey was a big thing, but first thing you would do when we you came back, it was doing your schoolwork. So that oh, also sure. yeah, also helped us a lot to uh, to keep it straight. It, it worked with me. I'm a pretty good student. I'm still uh, doing some uh, university classes, but with my brother, it was another story. He just wanted to play, so he he played <laughs> hockey. Play, he still does. So yeah, I, cool. I have I have two boys that play as well, so I know that dynamic very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it obviously worked out for you as you know, having had a long professional career, uh, but speaking of your brother, did you have any conversations with him, you know, prior to your playing in Tempere about like the Liga style of play and the atmosphere before signing with Ilvis? Yeah, I, I spoke to him a lot, actually, especially in, in the summer, like we, we work out together, we skate together. He told me it's a, it's a more, it's like, it, it's a skating league that, and it's all about the, skills and speed and uh very different than what i was used to in the american league like i i feel i feel like i had to switch my my style of play a little bit last year in, in vienna more focus on uh skating more like uh, passing finding the opening more of a offensive mindset than than a gritty uh go in the corner fight a guy if you have to like block a shot yeah. hit like it's yes i still need to bring that game because it's my element and it, it what makes me a special player but yes. more uh like more in a way it it's gonna blend in with other players and that's that's the main thing i've been trying to, to bring to Ilves. yeah and i mean it's kind of ironic that your mom was an art teacher because you kind of look at the north american style of play and it's almost like a car crash and then you look at like the european style of play and it's very fluid it's very yeah. you know, it flows there's so much more open space so it's really interesting to kind of look at the difference in the game and then especially talk to guys like you that are making that adjustment. But I do kind of want to take a step back to last season um, in the AHL um, because obviously us being a Texas-based uh, hockey podcast, you know, we were excited to find out that you had ties to Texas and then the, the roots kind of went even deeper, like you said, growing up here, learning to play here. Um, but what was it like, you know, being in Texas uh, to play professionally coming back because, you know, you grew up here, you got started here and then you got to play professionally here. What was that kind of like for you? And what was that experience being back in the uh, in the state of Texas? Yeah, it was a hard decision, I would say, coming to Texas. It was easy in the hindsight, but I was in Tucson for three years. I was loving it. But when Texas called me, I was like, yeah, this is full circle. Like I started to play in Texas and I knew that I didn't have that many years left in the American League because it's uh, mm -hmm. they, like they, they love their prospects and uh, they want yes. to like every team wants to bring them to the NHL, which is the, the goal. Right. And I was feeling at 26, 27, I was more becoming uh, the prospect's grandfather, which I love. But <laughs> at, the, yeah. at the same time, I really wanted to give it give a shot, a last shot in a, on a good team. And uh, Texas was a great way to end it. Like when I finished with the stars, I knew I was ready to, to go to Europe and enjoy and, and play a more offensive role but uh no my year in texas was awesome the guys i mean the captain curtis mckenzie really opened his his arm when i got there and i got to meet some great guys who are still there i'm still in contact with them we still have this group chat going from the <laughs> from that season it's been three years but guys guys are still uh, texting in there and it's it, it's been pretty awesome and i have a lot of great memories my my wife was with me down there we live in the domain in austin it's yeah oh, that's where i go that's where i stay yeah yeah, yeah. no it's it's a great spot that's what we told yeah. ourselves we're like if if we go to austin we got to live in the domain we got to do it right we had our dog with us and uh it was a tremendous season and, so, i mean not to mention that during that time that you spent with the texas stars you became viral how did you exactly feel when that happened? yeah like, 
Talk yeah, to him. When cool. I personally, when I realized that's who we were interviewing, I was like, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah. I may have, I may have woken Shannon up to a text this morning and I was like, Hey, by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but this is the guy. And I, I, I was the same way. I was like, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect to be asked that, but uh, no, that, that video has been following me a lot, and there's a whole backstory behind it. Uh, I don't know if we have if we have time for that, but uh, we have all the time. If you've got the time, we've got the time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a I'm a pretty emotional player. Like I play hard, play the game, and uh, I don't know. We were in Grand Rapids, and uh, I'm a winger, so I see a rim coming, and I'm on uh, my defensive position, and I look at the D, and he's not coming down. So I'm like, oh, I got all the time in the world. But obviously, in the American League, you got no time, no space. So yeah. as soon as I put my head down, uh, lash off. He, he's an old veteran, so he knew. So he kind of bait me out. So as soon as I put my head down, he comes down. He nails me. He hits yeah. me so hard. I just see stars, literal stars. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I try to get up. and uh, My ego just puts me up because I was out of it. And I just see this player just yapping at me, chirping me, and then like running away, sort of, kind of skating away. So I'm like, oh, you're not getting away. So I just start skating at him, and he <laughs> skates towards his bench, just like going for a line change. And uh, instead of facing me, he faces the board. So I got two choices here. I got either I push him, and it would be very dangerous because he, he was right. – I, I would backboard him pretty much, or I just grab him and – Whatever happens, happens. So I decided to just grab him. I'm, I still, I'm, I'm very pissed, but I'm still a little bit <laughs> conscious at that point. So then we get two minutes each, and we go in the penalty box, and then I'm losing my mind. So I, I tell him, I'm like, "You want to chirp me? There's two minutes left to our penalty. Like we're going when we get out." So I'm giving him <laughs> a countdown, and I go like, "There's a minute thirty left. There's one fifteen. <laughs> And honestly, I don't know if, he, if he's going to fight me or whatever, but I was just mad. I was like, I'm the type of player who try to an tries to answer the bell as, as much as I, I, I could in my American League career. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what he was going to do. But And then I get out, and credit to him, like we just, he decides to fight to drop the glove, and okay, that, that is that. So good, like, good on both of us. The, the game like, happens and keeps going. But then the next day, I get tag in all these videos and all these things and i try to rem remember like what happened in the box but i've never heard the the guy between us saying i'm recording don't like don't uh don't let me down yeah don't let me down i heard the don't let me down and that's when i said like yeah tell that to him because i'm right yeah this. <laughs> but i never heard the part where he said he was recording so whatever the team was not very impressed by like this whole behavior thing which i understand but i mean it's not the worst thing I've done, but hockey's a, like it. It happens, but uh, it was more the uh, the kind of kind of was a like, it went around the globe. That's for sure because I, I played in Vienna last year. Guys are like, "Are you the guy?" And then, and then I get here in uh, in Ilves and I'm like, "Oh, you're the guy from the video." Like, yeah, but that's yeah, that's me, but that's not me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, definitely eye opening for us too when we pulled it up. We were like, "Wait a minute, that's the guy, right?" <laughs> The way the way you yeah, spoke yeah, when we it, were messaging it beforehand, it didn't seem like you were the same person. I was like, "Are you sure that's him? Like, are you sure?" But yeah, hundred percent. Okay, but that's the game. Like yeah, you said, that's well. that's the game. That's how you play. It's it, you know sometimes emotions get in the way, but yeah, it's a weird time, especially with social media. Everyone's got a camera at all times. You never yeah. know who's watching. But thankfully, you know, 
No choice words were said. It was just a bit of a scruff. And uh, yeah, you move on as a viral sensation and a professional hockey player. <laughs> no, exactly. No one got hurt and uh, two guys just doing their job. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. I was just surprised that a guy from the league would film it. But uh, that's okay. It, it's a story. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so we, like we were talking about, actually, you kind of mentioned it. You were part of a, a, a pretty stacked Texas Stars roster. You were playing with guys like you said, Curtis McKenzie, Thomas Harley, Maverick Bjork, and, uh, and quite a few others. Uh, what was that experience like? You know, I, I kind of watched a couple of post uh, season interviews that you did, and you said you were kind of like that veteran presence, kind of helping them out. Um, what was that like from your vantage point? Because now you've got, you know, Thomas Harley. He spent a lot of time with the Dallas Stars last season. So, you know, do you get to go back and kind of watch him and say, you know, oh, it's, you know, I, I helped with a little bit of the development behind that, or what's it been like for you? Yeah, I would say Thomas is a great player, so I think he would have made it without me. It's not a – but uh, <laughs> I think that, that year was a big difference for me in my role. I really embraced that role of uh, parenting, I would say. Uh, we had these two Swedes on the team. We had uh, Frederick uh, Karlstrom and uh, Oscar mm -hmm. Beck, which are uh, which were rookies at the time, and I really bonded with them. I'd, with them uh, like I was their personal driver because, uh, like, I don't know, when you come from overseas, it's your first season. Some guys are kind of uh, – they don't know if they're going back or whatever. Like they don't know what's going on. So they did, they didn't have a car and they were living yeah. right beside me. So I ended up driving them the the whole season. And we, we I was kind of guys were joking. I was their their taxi driver, but uh, no, it was it was all all fun and good. And I was just trying to have this little positive energy every day. And uh, I was just following the guys because we had some guys like uh, Ty Delandria, like uh, yeah. Ryan Shea. They would play golf pretty much every week and they were great golfers and we would have like team activity. So it was the year where I felt the most comfortable in a, in a dressing room, I would say. And even, I know it's terrible podcasting, but the Swedish guys, they did. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> of me in my car and the, them two in front of it. So oh, I'm that's preparing it for, for this, for this uh, podcast. So that's uh, perfect. No, it was an awesome that's, year. That's fantastic. That's so cool. So we're, if it's okay with you, I'd like to kind of shift a little bit to like off ice kind of life. Um, I yeah, know sure. uh, Texas is very big and loud and there's a lot going on, but was there anything specifically that you just truly enjoyed about your time here? Like for me, it's the food I love to eat. So hockey and food, that's like my favorite thing. Was there like a specific <laughs> food that you liked more than anything? Uh, I'm a big barbecue guy. Oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> I got this story from uh from the stars training camp so we, we get to to the stars uh training camp in the i think we were in uh fresno uh no plano it was in plano and yeah. uh, my my wife decides to come with me and i told her every time like every season like we're in training camp we're not doing much like don't just stay home but she decided to come that year and uh so one night i'm like hey we gotta go eat barbecue i love barbecue and uh so i <laughs> we go to this brisket spot and I see on the menu, it's like, whoa, one pound of brisket. That's awesome. So, like, I'll make it two. Let's eat two pounds of brisket. So, I grab my sandwich, and it's all good. Great dinner. Yep. But in the summer, like, I watch what I eat. Like, uh, brisket yeah. is super good, but it's kind of fatty food. Yeah. In the middle of the night, <laughs> I uh -oh. wake up, and I'm like, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, then my, my dinner was out real quick at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's what you get to eat for eating so much brisket. Two pounds. I loved it. 
Yeah, so it's I, wasn't, a, I wasn't used to it, but uh, no, the food is definitely great in Texas. It's dangerous. The brisket's very, very dangerous. It's like a religion here. I'm sure you you experience that, seeing everyone cooking it different ways. So, um, yeah, speaking of like the food and the off ice life, you know, now now you're in Finland. Um, yeah. We've had less on before, and so we asked him, and I, I'm kind of curious from your point of view, you know, what's the adjustment been like for food? Because it's can be the same but also extremely different in Finland. So, you know, obviously you're watching what you're eating and you're in mid-season form now um, or, or getting more in mid-season form. What's that adjustment been like for you as far as the food there? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I'd say it's more on the meat side. Like we're we're used to eating North, North America, like every cut of beef and yeah. pork. And uh, here it's more fish. So oh. Yeah, I, I love fish. I, I love all the seafood and all that, but their steak is, is a little bit different. Like I have a hard time finding a good, uh, yeah, no free ads, but like uh, Perry's or just like a good steak. Yeah. You know? I love Perry's. <laughs> the pork chop, oh, gives me life. <laughs> See, but other than that, it's been good. They they have a lot of blueberries. I love blueberries. It's uh it's one of my favorite uh, fruits. So uh, no, it's been good. And these they have these little rice pies uh, that are, are kind of uh, just uh, yeah, well yeah, rice pies. But they eat for for uh, for dessert, which are, are pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. I I don't know the name. My Finnish is not on point yet. I know it's just a couple <laughs> words. I know uh, how to play cards in Finnish and count in Finnish a little bit. But other than that, it's pretty uh, pretty basic. I'm probably gonna butcher it. Is it Karelian? Carolian? It's a uh, pie, pie, pie can, uh, I don't, sorry. Close enough. Close yeah, enough. Exactly. Oh, I don't it's see well. Okay. So wait, blurry. Wait, wait, uh, exactly. Wait. exactly. Is that yeah. it? Oh. Carolian pasty. Carolian. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Texas. Like a... Please don't murder me, Finland. Yeah, <laughs> for all the invest fans. Yeah, just made it sound like a Star Wars character. Carolian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a white girl name. <laughs> Sorry, so Finland. yeah, so yeah, sorry, Timperai. We uh, Kitos. That's my. That's the one word I know. Is thank you. <laughs> Kitos. <laughs> uh, so aside from the food aspect, you know, what's what's it been like? You know, you said you went to a uh, Finnish baseball game. Have you gotten to kind of experience anything else there in uh, Tempera as far as the country goes, the the culture? Uh, you know, obviously the driving's a little bit different because you're on the other side of the car, other side of the road. You know, have you been able to experience much else, or has it pretty much been go, go, go as far as like hockey. Yeah. Training camp has been the uh, go, go, go. As you said, uh, uh, two practices, work art, wor workout, uh, games, but uh, I've been able to experience, uh, so Tampa is surrounded by two lakes, mm -hmm. uh, on each side. And there's a couple of islands there. So I was able to go on one of the island. You take a ferry, it's like a 20 minute boat ride and you go mm -hmm. on there and there's a sauna, uh, you can walk around and very, uh, very, like a lot of stuff in the woods in the nature like i'm from a small town in uh, in quebec called sherbrooke which is surrounded by mountains and stuff so uh, i really rely with the, the nature things and like life on the lake and stuff like that so uh i've been i've been loving it so far like yes i live downtown in the city Tampere is a big city for for finland but i love getting out like a 10 minute drive and you're in, out in the woods and my my dog's going to be here in the month so we're going to go to the dog park and walk and uh, so it's going to be pretty awesome that sounds amazing. We gotta nice. know That's what what up. yeah, we gotta know what kind of dog you have. Yes. Yeah, he's a husky German Shepherd. Uh Oslo, his name is if if he's listening. 
But uh, no, he's a he's a good boy. <laughs> no, he, uh, we rescued him from uh, up north uh, Quebec, and he's been yeah. following us in Arizona, Texas, Austria, and now in Finland. Oh, I'm sure he's hated Texas. I was gonna say I, I'm sure he's gonna enjoy Finland much more than Texas. Yeah. No, he actually loved the the dog park in the domain. He was uh, one of the yeah he, he was there every day. I, I remember one day somebody walked in with a half wolf uh, kind of dog. And uh, he was so the dog was so big that nobody would even touch him, but only my dog he was just jumping all over him and getting rowdy. <laughs> and uh, so you know, he's a social dog, we love him. That's love awesome. That. Well, we want to get to know you a little bit more. Um, you know, this is uh, interesting for a lot of people, especially the Ilvis fans, some Texas Stars fans. So I'm going to kick it over to Shannon. We're going to do some rapid fire questions to try and get to know you a little bit more. Just the first answer that comes to the top of your head. So, Shannon, go for it. Well, of course, you know, we're going to keep with the food theme. You know, it's very, oh, important. Yeah. very important. I mean, we already know. know what the answer is not going to be. So, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, maybe, so maybe other than yeah. barbecue, what do you like to eat before a game? <laughs> before a game, I've been eating the same thing since I'm 16 years old pasta, chicken, and red sauce. Oh, okay. 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 Very basic, but my pregame meals since uh, for 10 years plus now yeah every game There's something to this pasta nonsense I love i'm telling it. you i'm telling you so what about music do you have a pre-game playlist or a favorite song you like to listen to to kind of get geared up or is it kind of whatever's on in the locker room uh pre-game yeah in the locker room i don't like to to take care of the music it's too uh too much work but uh back home i have this one song i listen before every game i'm not even sure nobody knows about well it's the ESPN Mega Mix, the Jock Jams uh, 1999 yes. with uh, Michael Buffer that hops in the clip. That's yes. my all-time song before every oh. game I listen to it. The I video clip is the best. Very uh, early 2000s kind of clip, but uh, a hell of a jam. I, uh, I definitely had like three or four of those Jock Jam CDs. Oh yeah, before, a- before Spotify, before Pandora, just the CDs. Don't lie to him. You know it's still on the 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 mix that we listen to every Monday night. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we have a um a skate that shall not be mentioned most Monday nights, and we have a, a pretty sick little playlist put together for that. <laughs> until until people start playing Taylor, yeah, until people start playing Taylor Swift, then I get a little cranky. He does. He does. Then he needs a nap or some food and he'll be fine. But yeah. anyway, um, do you have a favorite? This is going to be difficult. And I'm sure you've tried to think about this and had trouble. But do you have a favorite hockey memory? Oof, um, a favorite? I know that's it's so difficult. Yeah. All the biggest events I've done have resulted in losses except one. So I'll go with that winning championship one. The one. Yeah, yeah the there one. you go. Yeah. Uh, the Hyvan Linka tournament, uh, when I was, uh, 17 with all the, with team Canada, we won. And that team was just stacked with future and NHL star, like McKinnon, uh, Horvat, Max Domi, Duclair, uh, my good buddy was Zach Fucali was on it. So, uh, we went to Czech Republic it was my first, uh, experience in Europe mm-hmm. and, uh, we won the tournament. So it was, it was just good to get out of my little country and see uh, who the best of the worlds are and uh, to, to be part of that team. That's really incredible. That's such a yeah, special awesome. thing yeah. to be able to play with big names like that. And you're like, I made it. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we talk about food a lot on this we podcast. Are, I'm realizing today. Food. I'm so sorry. We do. We do. Obviously our, with the podcast being called water hockey, 
we we did uh, take it. Our namesake is from Whataburger here in Texas. Uh, did you ever go to Whataburger while you were in Texas? I went in once. Day. Yeah, I went once, and I'm a big uh, chicken finger guy. Oh, so, did you get get it with the gravy? Uh, was it the gravy? I think I I went no gravy. I'm too uh, too strict for that. But, uh, next time, That's yeah, fair. I don't. I, I did it wrong. I agree. I'll have to. It's okay. It. It's okay. We also have very different gravy because I know up in Canada, the gravy is the dark gravy. We have like the cream gravy, so it's like twice as unhealthy. So just get ready for that. You're going to be real tired after you eat those chicken fingers. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. No, no protein <laughs> gravy. Oh, God. I w- You know, actually, next time you're in Texas, I think a lot of places are adopting the poutine. So they have brisket poutine now. And oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's not gonna be like it's a it's very Texas poutine. It's definitely not Canadian poutine. Texas so it's gonna be poutine does not belong in the same sentence. But here we are. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's so strange to me. I don't know. I would try it. I would eat it. But it's strange. Right. Um, do you have any favorite teammates from over the years, and why? Or can you tell me a little bit about them? I think I'll stick with my Texas boys, uh, Curtis McKenzie, as a leader. Uh, he always shows up. He's a great off ice person as well. Like you can be a good hockey player, but if you're a great person, it's even better. And the way he carried himself, he helped me a lot that year. It was kind of a new leadership role for me, more undercover. So he really helped me through it. And uh, my bonding with the Swedes, uh, I still uh, talk to them. Uh, I've been really fortunate to have some great teammates over the years. But uh, if I stick to Texas, I could do everything, every team I played with because I. I, I don't know why, but I always have some good friends on every team I play. But uh, Texas, yeah, it would be the, the Swedes and uh, all the golfers as well. Just a little story about that. Like, guys would play golf and go to the range, work on their game after pretty much every practice day. One day I show up with the Swedes just to hit some golf balls, and there's like eight other guys just lining up, and they came in different groups and working on their drive. And Delandria is just showing me how to – cut my ball a bit more and fade it more and like work on my, my game. So my, my, my golf game really improved that year. You know, that's very true. I was set to um, spend some time with one of the other players and every time he's like, Oh, we're going to golf. Oh, we're going to golf. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you just let me know when you have some time, (laughs) (laughs) which was never. (laughs) So have you gotten to talk to Lance or Lance? Wow. It's a less there. Wow. He's going to get me so bad for that. Speaking yeah, of golf, have you have you talked to Les uh, a bit? Because obviously Les is a uh, he thinks he's the best golfer on any team that he plays on, but we'll see. I saw him play. Yeah, we played together. He he shot a smooth six seventy six, but the only part that was uh, that was film, he uh, he shot it in the water. So I don't know how smooth <laughs> his seventy six was, but no, I know I know he's a good golfer. He's a good guy too. We're uh, the two only North Americans on, on the team, so we've been yeah. uh, getting along pretty well. And it's kind of ironic. So the only other uh, former Ilvis player that we've had was Nick Baptiste, who also yeah. played for the Texas Stars and then played for Ilvis. So it's kind of a, another small world. Uh, Les wanted me to ask you, though. He had one question. Oh, yeah. uh, what's what's your phone background? My f- <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my phone background is a lion. Okay. So he's been chirping to me about it because I, I guess everybody has a, their background is a, about their wife or girlfriend or significant other, which mine is in the lock screen, like inside my phone, which is fine. But then I don't know why, but my lion's always been there. It's more of a calming presence. 
kind of to remind me like a lion is always calm un until he doesn't have to be calm. So uh, that's more of my motto when I when I, when I'm playing. Okay, I mean that's a good answer. He but he was like, hey, you should ask him about his phone background. Yeah, yeah, they make they make fun of me, but it, it's all good. I I like it. They hey, also his... may have shared that you might have a bit of a nickname already. Oh yeah, I've been here four weeks and I have a nickname. I have already like the lion, and then Rain Man. Rain Man. Yeah. I'm, Tell us about that. Why Rain Man? Or do no, you, just, can you not? <laughs> yeah, I'm a big thinker. So sometimes they say I think too much and I get like lost in my thoughts. And uh, so I don't know, like we flew to Bolzano and uh, our gear, I checked the bag and then I was just outside waiting for everybody else, but I forgot my bag inside. So, you know, in airports, you can't get back in. So I had, yeah. to, and I had to get my, my bag. So I'm very forgetful. I am, but it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not on purpose, but uh, yeah, they call me rain man for it, but I'll take it as a compliment as a smart guy. Oh, there absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Who's the one and that came up with that? Uh, it's him. It's him and uh, oh, geez. Uh, Calve. So Calve is married to uh, a Las Vegas uh, girl. So he's, uh, I would say, he's very much uh, American. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of, he knows a lot of the culture and stuff. So it's been good. Well, I can personally say you're extremely well spoken. I, I, I don't, I don't see where this is coming from. I think <laughs> you know, whatever you got, you know. But hey. Like you said, you're a locker room guy, so it works. It's part of it. Uh, we've got one more question. Shannon, you want to fire this one off? Do I? I think you do. Do I? Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if you had to pick somebody to play you in a Hollywood movie, who would you pick? I'd go Jared Butler. Am I pronouncing I think that right? Gerard yeah. Butler. Yeah, Gerard I think that's, Butler. A, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. I think Jared Butler is the wish version. So let's stick with Gerard. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I want the real guy because, yeah, he played in 300 and then that yes. movie, The Law Abiding Citizen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's kind of a mystery guy. Like sometimes he plays the good guy, sometimes he's like a bit, yeah, he, he goes over the, over the edge a bit. But uh, I think that would be that would be my my character, the the mystery guy, the the Rain Man of mystery. <laughs> well, he's also got a soft side, you know, like P.S. I yeah. Love You. That's a great movie. Exactly, exactly. I wasn't gonna say that movie because, uh, yeah, but I said I, it. I, did, I did see it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if Shannon says it. So you're Never good. Heard you're of in it, the. I don't... No, that's uh, that's um, that's Nick's favorite movie. So you're in the clear. That movie. <laughs> you're, you're in. Yeah, you're in the clear. You're in the clear. Uh, <laughs> Well, Jeremy, I, like I said, I can't thank you enough for the time. Obviously, there's a big time difference. So thank you for kind of working with us and especially here on your birthday for the first time ever us having a, a birthday guest. So um, we won't do the North American thing and come out clapping and doing the birthday song with the, you know, and embarrassing you in front of everybody. But um, if you had to give a message to the Elvis fans, um, what would it be here for the, the rest of your time with Elvis? Uh, as for the team, we'll start with the team. We have a very good club this year, and uh, they're always going to give everything on the ice. Like we've been practicing hard uh, the whole training camp. We've been showing results so far, so we hope it's going to continue in the in the liga. And then for myself, well, uh, I'll be I'll be just myself. Like I'll I'll be skating hard, working hard, sometimes uh, being over the edge a little bit, but that's part of me. But I uh, always know that uh, I'll play my heart out for uh, for the best fans. 
Awesome. Well, Jeremy, thank you so, so much for the time. Thank you for hopping on here with us. Uh, you told us this was your first ever podcast. I think you did a phenomenal job. I think all the yeah. Ilvis fans are going to absolutely enjoy it. So thank you, you so much for thank the you. time. Again, just want to thank Jeremy for his time sharing those stories. It was really fun because, like we said, it was his birthday. It was really his first podcast experience, too. I don't think he'd ever been asked to be on a podcast before. So he was very well prepared, very well spoken, extremely friendly. I really hope all of our friends over in uh, Tempera uh, or anywhere in Finland, if you're an Ilvis supporter, and all of our friends over here in the States, you know, he did have some some experience playing here in Texas. So it was really cool to kind of get the the back and forth between, you know, Austin, Texas and Tempera and and going, you know, all over the place really in his professional career. So just want to thank Jeremy and as always want to thank all of the Ilvis supporters for really helping us become something that we didn't expect to when we started this podcast. And that was kind of something in uh, a completely different nation that you know we don't really understand the language i'm sorry i know kitos so kitos to all of our ilva supporters that listen today uh and on behalf of the entire crew stay sassy stay moist make good choices and don't for any reason whatsoever get into it with jeremy guaguar while he is in the penalty box forget your permit tattoos bye